Hey, this is Linda. Catch my show. It's all about kids and the kid in you. On Saturdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, starting September 10th. On this show, we will discuss issues that concern kids and also adults because of things that may have happened to them when they were kids. You can expect to hear from children, adults, and professionals discussing issues they may be facing today. Our mission is to bring healing to children, families, and our communities. Our goal is to save lives. This show will change lives. Catch my show on Saturdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. It's all about kids and the kid in you. Jump in. Welcome to It's All About Kids and the Kid That's in You. You know, every one of us has a kid that's on the inside of us. And it determines how we function and operate on a day-to-day basis. So today, again, yes, I am excited. You hear me say that all the time. (laughs) I'm excited because I have this beautiful young lady her spirit is just so sweet i mean it it seems like you already know you thank you before you even get to talk to you and then she has her beautiful daughter that's with her as well and so today i am privileged to have mrs dominique morris with destined to be great you know i had mr mcgee that was here on the show and he was with destined to be great so she's with destined to be great podcast and guess what guys she is the creative director i mean god is just showing out he's getting all of these wonderful people uh that's so well connected to come on my show and what i would like to say to someone in the listening audience if god is telling you to do something and you are introvert like i am and you don't want to do anything like that. If you just make one step, he'll open up doors and he'll make the other steps. So, yes, he will. With no further ado, I am going to uh, let Mrs. Uh, Dominique Mars introduce herself. She does a multiplicity. <laughs> yes, I said a multiplicity. She does a multiplicity of things. So I'm going to let her talk and introduce herself and introduce her daughter. Okay, well, thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. Uh, I'm Dominique Morris. I am the creative director of Destined to Be Great podcast, where we have several, several wonderful things uh, up and going for the summer. We're trying to put together a 100-man march. We also, yes, yes. We're also uh, partnering with some people uh, in Frisco to bring a seven-on-seven football teams here in the city. So we have a lot of big things going. And also I brought my daughter with me, Jocelyn, and she'll be discussing uh, things from her perspective as a young lady, a teen here in the city. Um, I wear a lot of hats, but yes, what does. mother doesn't? What mother doesn't? Well, you wear a lot more hats than most, most mothers do. <laughs> well, thank you. I have, um, I'm 
I don't want to say I'm somewhat known in the city, but I feel that Dallas, Texas, this is my city. And I advocate here in the city. I'm a barber stylist. I'm a cosmetologist. I'm a mom. So, you know, within being a mom, you're a doctor, you're a psychiatrist. You're everything. You're, yes. And um, I'm proud to say that I thank you for recognizing that in me. And thank you. Thank you for having us on the show. Well, you are more than welcome. And, you know, as I have talked to you before the show, Mm -hmm. like I said, you have such a beautiful spirit. And so does your daughter. Um, Thank you. I I know she gets it from her mom, and we're just privileged to have uh, this young lady, Miss Jocelyn, on the show with us today because, you know, a lot of times they don't want to speak out. But if we can, you know, just make them understand that if you speak out, you are actually helping someone else. And so it won't be any names given out. She's just going to be talking about things that she's actually seen. Are things that she has heard when it comes to right. teen violence, right. and uh, so we're we're grateful for that. So, Miss um, Morris, you have worked in several different uh, uh, job titles, duties, mm-hmm. or what have you, capacities. Yes. So, you told me that you have actually worked with schools. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start there. Okay. So, in working with schools, you mm-hmm. work with a lot of kids. Yes. Okay. So the kids that seem to be having problems or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when you talk to those kids, what are some of the things that you think that is causing them to actually have the problems that they're having? Well, from from a parental perspective, that's the way I assess everything, honestly. And I, I have to say that because... When you look at things and when you look at these children in a parental perspective, you look at it with love. and So important. And to me, when you start the process of whatever you're doing with love, God gives you a clearer view of what needs to be done, how it should be done, and when it should be done. Because Stop right there. uh And the reason why I stopped you because you said something that's very important. You said God. Yes. How important would you say that it is today that we have introduced, Mm -hmm. we have talked to our kids about God? Because we have so much. We have so much that is going on in our world. I know God. Mm -hmm. And when I look at the news and I see different things that our children are having to deal with that we didn't have to deal with. Right. It, it, it concerns me, and that's one of the reasons why we have the show. So how important do you think it is that you introduce your child to the true and the living God? Well, it is extremely important, and it's so important in covering our days. Mm-hmm. And when I say covering our days, um, when I was a little girl, uh, my mom, she used to say, um, now you better protect your day, and I didn't get it. Protect your day, my grandmother. <laughs> now, did you protect your day? And I, I just, I never got it. I've never heard I it put like that. I didn't get it until I got older. And the times, and this was before I even had children, the times that I did not pray, mm-hmm. that means wake up with God in my heart. And if he wasn't in my heart, pausing mm-hmm. to remember mm-hmm. to protect your day. Mm-hmm. 
there's a poem that goes, um, I woke up early one morning and I started right on my day. Mm -hmm. And I wonder why, what has happened? Mm -hmm. So many problems, you know, came my way. Mm -hmm. And then I thought I didn't protect my day. Didn't protect your day. So I woke up the next day, problems just told about me. And I paused before starting my day. Mm -hmm. And once I opened up my eyes, mm -hmm. clearer mm -hmm. was my day. Mm -hmm. And I'm a living testimony of if you do not protect your day, there are things, there are enemies out there that literally want to stop you in your tracks. Yes. It is pertinent that parents teach their children and that's where it goes back to having that solid spiritual foundation yes if we as parents do not put the tools and the foundations in our children for us to put them out there in society with no spiritual spiritual covering no what are we doing mm -hmm. what are we doing because literally from our children being cooped up in the in the homes with mm -hmm. our with their parents. Right. These were parents that normally were not used to babysitting. Right. These are parents that had a whole nother agenda during the day. You know, it shocked me when I heard on TV that parents were struggling with their children being at home with them all the time. Right. Uh, versus the child going to school and them going to work. So during COVID, it was all kind of crazy things that were mm -hmm. actually happening. Crazy. But you said something that's very important. The Bible talks about training up a child in the, the way that they should go. Yes. And when they get old, they will not depart from it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I say all the time, and you may be tired of hearing it, but I want it to actually impact you and cause you, if you're not doing this, mm -hmm. to actually do it as a parent. That you have to actually train your child you have to talk to your child you have to uh let them know the difference between right and wrong and whether or not and that that scripture can go mm -hmm. negatively or positively because mm -hmm. your actions train them right just like non-actions don't well this do. is this is the thing when you're training a child if you put that spiritual foundation there and you're still not the example of what you're trying to teach them yeah god will do the rest right god will do the rest it is about us as parents putting that foundation there because as a young lady I had a strong spiritual background, mm -hmm. but as life happened, right. did I sway away from the church? Yes, I did. Right. But because that foundation was there, when trouble came, I knew where to jump back to. There we go. I knew who to call on. And I knew who to fall on my knees and pray to. And see, that's the thing. If you don't have that foundation, if you don't know to go back to God, yes. then what a lot of our children do, our teens do, mm -hmm. uh, the young adults do, they turn to other things. They turn to... Fentland, they turn to yes, uh, marijuana, drugs, they yes. turn to crack, they turn to cocaine, they turn to drinking, they yes. turn to their friends that may not have that spiritual foundation yes. and that leads them down the wrong road. So yes. I'm going to let you get back to what you were talking about, but I just always like to point out how crucial mm -hmm. it is as parents yes. that we give our children a chance at life. Yes. Because and that chance is that mm -hmm.
foundation that we lay out because we're the yes. we're the first thing and the only thing that they see from the time that they are born until they go off to pre-K right. and they start uh, uh, interaction with other kids. So yes. what have you put in them? So that they can fight, so that they can survive. Well, my children's fight, like I said, in our house, mm -hmm. we have worship. My children know what it is to have worship together. Praise God. My children know what it is to fall on their knees and pray. My middle daughter, she has sickle cell. And I cannot explain to you how me and her pray when I'm having to give her soaks. When we're at Children's Hospital and the doctors are even looking scared because her body's uh, involuntarily moving yeah. from pain, right. from Satan's pain, mm -hmm. and, and, and I begin to pray. Yes, I cannot tell you how God's angels blanket that room to give my baby peace and comfort. Yes. I am a single mom. Yes. I can hold my hand up and say that I have only had a father in 17 years pick a kid up twice. Wow. I can say that I've not had support, but my support has literally come from God. Praise it God. It has. I, when look I look at this beautiful, look at this beautiful young lady. When I think about it, it, it literally brings tears to my eyes because God has been so good to me. Yes. And I know what type of sinful world I live in. I've walked in, I've worked in and to see the the uh the product of my work the blessing from god he said you know what i'm gonna give you these blessings when those doctors said that you'd never be able to have them been to several different doctors when you have a de designed assignment god you're just being you just, just being you yes being you just girl. being you and if whoever's looking at this if they don't understand it's a blessing that you're on the show Yes. So so don't feel bad. And yes. let me just go to your daughter for a minute. Okay. So you talked about prayer. Mm -hmm. So when your mom talks about prayer, what does that, how does that make you feel? Like when you guys are having prayer in the home, does that give you peace and make you feel more confident when you go off to school? Um, yes. And I don't know. Just, it feels like it's peaceful and I don't know how to explain it. You don't know how to explain it? Yeah. What feeling does it give you? Oh. Uh, Do you yeah. feel like that you're protected when you go to school? Um. Uh, after you guys pray, your mom pray with you? Yeah. But sometimes, like, when I'm at school, like, because people, they be just be saying, like, mean stuff and stuff. So, some, sometimes I just, sometimes it makes me mad and I just look at them like, like in a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I just like whatever and walk on, you know. The whatever and walk on, that's the best thing to do. Right. And that is God leading you because. Away. Yeah, right. leading you away because there are many choices that you could make mm -hmm. when somebody says something mean to you. Right. And the fact that you just look at them and you just walk off, I believe, because your mom prays mm -hmm. with you and for yes. you. You are making the right choice, and you're deciding to walk away. Because at that moment, what you're doing is you're giving it to God. Yes, and making a positive choice. You're making a positive choice. So, good answer. 
Yes. And you said something that's very important mm -hmm. that a lot of single women need to know, and we have a lot of single women, yes. is that even though you may not have that man in your life, mm -hmm. even though that man have, may have walked off mm -hmm. and you are raising your children by yourself, you're not yes. by yourself. If you believe that Jesus is Lord and that yes. God raised him from the dead and yes. you accept him in your heart, Yes. If you get up and pray and you ask God to guide you and to lead you and to be yes. with you, he will help you raise those kids. He will bring different people into your life, different organizations. Yes. He will yes. guide you. And I know that to be true. Yes. And so this lady right here, she's a testament yes. of God actually doing that in her life. Because mm -hmm. if I heard her correctly, she said she can barely remember two times where she had the dad yes. to come and pick the kids up yes. and take them. And then it's all, it's not always good if the dads are coming. It depends on how is the dad living because right. yes. the dad, depending on how he's living, if his life is all messed up, if mm -hmm. he's on drugs, if he's an alcoholic, yes. if he's uh, running women, if he's doing all these different things, and your son or your daughter is seeing all that, all that, it can yes. impact them the wrong way. I honestly um, have, have stood down when it comes to dating because I refuse to allow a man to come into my home and we not be married. Yes. Um, as a mom and as dads, we have got to remember that being a parent is an extremely selfless non-selfish act and it, it has to be consistent in order for the benefits of our labor to work God gives us a, a foresight as parents and when we hear those little voices if we do not adhere to God's word when he gives us these blessings we open up the door for negativity to come in and I like the way God is directing this show today because you are actually encouraging a lot of single women I heard you use the phrase stood down and I understand yes. that you mean that you could have went out with this fine young man yes uh, maybe he was everything that you dreamed that he would be. Maybe he was driving this nice car. Maybe he yes. had a home, but his character mm -hmm. was not the character that you wanted around your kids. Correct. Or, some, or the character that you wanted to entertain. Yes. And I like the way that you are encouraging the audience by saying in that is that you wanted to be a good parent. It was more important to you to parent your kids in the right way so you stood down you said you know what mm -hmm. you look good but mm -mm. well see when god gives you a blessing and and what blessing is that my blessing was my three children and, and then i had two bonus ones and what does so, the bible say about kids what are they they're our gifts they're our blessings gifts. they're gifts yes. did you know that you are a gift to your mom yes yes and you're I'm a precious gonna, gift i want to share this story because my life is literally a testimony of his goodness. Yes. I was told by several doctors I'd never have babies. Yes. Never, ever have babies. It's not going to happen. Leave it alone. Yes. And I said, you know what? That's okay. I'm just going to pack up my things. I'm going to leave Dallas and I'm going to forge on. So I get to Alabama. I set up shop and one of my clients, she was an oriental lady, she said, you know how, baby? 
I was like, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> why would you ask me that? She said, I bring you something back, you have baby. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> you know, like, what is she going to do that these doctors couldn't do? Right. And um, when she came back the next week, she had this box. And I said, what is this? I can't even read what's on this box. This is a or- organic tea. This is Bojinmai. I was like, Bojinmai? Okay, so I read it. Okay, and this is supposed to help you have baby. And I'm like, okay, yeah, baby. Really? I couldn't believe it. I, I literally did not believe it. I thanked her, cut her hair, sent her on. I'm at home the next day, and I'm looking at this tea. The tea's looking at me. I said, let me boil some tea and make some tea. Right. Let's say two months pass. Go to the doctor. I'm sick. I have the flu. Mm-hmm. Two more days pass. Still nothing. You have the flu. They give me a shot. Send me back home. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the seventh day. Mm-hmm. And you know the number seven is the number of perfection, completion. Yeah. On that seventh day, I go back to the hospital. Guess what? What? I'm two months pregnant. Wow. Do you hear me? Wow. Two months pregnant. And this is the the kicker here. Before I took that tea mm-hmm. and I was at home the next day, I was feeling real, real bad. Bad in the head. Just the pressures of life and not allowing everything to domino the way I self wanted it to. Right. I felt. I remember falling to my knees. I said, "Lord, whatever you do, please give me something that will never leave me." Lord, right. Give me the desires of my heart. Right. Because I will do my very best. Right. And he literally gave that to me, and and he knew that my heart was so pure. And what I asked for, he gave me two more blessings right. to raise and to 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 give to society. Praise God! And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for that. Wow, that's amazing. God will give you the desires of your heart when you serve him when you have that relationship with him yes he will definitely do that he's done that for me as well yes so we're gonna switch we're gonna keep talking about uh children but i want to go to your daughter okay because um one of the things that i want to talk about today i want to talk about teen violence because god was gracious enough yes to bless you and other women mm-hmm. with children. I love children. I wanted a child when I was in the ninth grade. I didn't know any. I was kind. Of, I was slow. <laughs> I was real slow, and I didn't know anything about. I kind of knew, but I didn't know. And anyways, I told my mom, and I had to. I had the name picked out. I picked mm-hmm. out the name Crystal Chantel. I said, "I'm gonna have me a little girl, <laughs> and her name gonna be Crystal Chantel." And I told my mom, and she saw how excited I was. She said, well, now, wait a minute. You know, uh, you got to finish school. And you know, in order for you to have a Krista Chantel, you got to get pregnant. Right. And so I had that name. And the craziest thing is, the l- young lady across the street from me, her daughter had the baby first. And I had shared the name with her, Crystal Joy Chantel. Wow. She named her daughter Crystal Chantel. Oh, no. Well, not Joyce. Joyce actually named her daughter Crystal Chantel, my cousin. The name was Crystal Chantel. Uh, I got mad. I would have been mad, too. <laughs> and I went and told my mom, I said, because I, I didn't had, had not had a child. Yeah. But she took the name that I shared with her. My mom said, you can't do that. It's a lot of people named 
Crystal. It's right. a lot of people named Chantel. But anyway, long story short, I got mad. So that's just something that we do mm -hmm. as kids. I wanted to share that. Okay, but that anyway, cute. back to your daughter. So he never gave me that little girl, but I ended up naming my son Christopher. Because that was I was only going to have two kids. So mm -hmm. that last child, I said, well, okay, Christopher. Oh, that's gorgeous. And he's a strong young man. But anyways, we want to talk about teen violence. Okay, so tell me, Miss Jocelyn. Yes. What have you heard or what have you seen when it comes to teen violence? And you don't have to give out anybody's name. We just want the audience to hear from someone your age what you see and how it made you feel. So what have you seen? Um, like like fights and stuff. Uh huh. Okay, so it was these two girls at my school. Speak and a little louder, sweetheart. It was these two girls at my school, and um, I wasn't there, but I saw this video about it, and they're in the restroom fighting. And they were at your school though, even mm -hmm. though it was on video. Okay. And I guess there are other people that had like ran into the restroom, like other girls that ran into the restroom to see it, and then it was kind of like, like. Like why? Like why do, like why, why are you fighting? Yeah, and then the people that were uh, watching them fight, they're kind of like, they're like, um, what's the word? Just like watching uh, it, yeah. edging it and on. Edging, yeah, that's the word. Like yeah. edging it on to keep fighting. And, yeah. That's so sad. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my teacher, he was talking about it, and he was like, the people that were watching are just as liable as uh, the person, the person that's fighting. fighting because they didn't break it up or anything. Raise your right. mic up a little bit to your mouth. Right. The whole thing. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah. And so he said that the people that were watching it was as liable as the people that were fighting. Yes. yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, what were we about to say? Uh-huh. Oh, no, never mind. And so how how did that make you feel when you saw those two girls fight? And how did it make you feel? Well, it made me feel, well, it wasn't really like an emotion. It was like surprising, like, like surprising, like, why would you, why do you need to fight? Why do you need to fight? an argument about something. Right. And just, it wasn't as, um, it wasn't something you had to do or you just wanted to do it because I don't know. So do you do you see a lot of teen violence at your school? Do you how often would you say that you see teens fighting once a week? Oh uh, like like not a lot like not a lot? Only it's only like two fights so two fights? Yeah. And do they end up getting really hurt? Have anybody got really hurt from from them fighting? Uh, no. No? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So when it comes to teen violence, uh, what it says here, it says that youth violence occurs when young people intentionally use force or power, mm -hmm. threaten or harm, uh, or harm others. Mm -hmm. And they said that it's, mm -hmm. a, it, that it's a public health problem. It's, we, we actually, it's actually a problem with teens fighting. And it says that every day about 360 teens are treated mm -hmm. in the emergency departments for assault injuries. Can I stop you? Yes. You, you said it's a city it's a city issue or health read that back again it because it says it's a public health problem that is preventable. Okay. 
Talk about that. This is this is my thing. I get it that it's a public problem, mm-hmm. but it literally is a public mental health problem, and it it you know we we can keep saying that it's these children, right? But it is not the children. These children are emulating what these parents are doing. Right. And they have been let loose in the school districts and the teachers and the staff are not equipped to deal with what has been cooped up mentally and exposed to negative things during this COVID process. It it baffles me when when the newspapers and different social media sites talk about the statistics of what's going on. Right. And they want to um uh, curtail it to the low income areas or as they say uh, downtrodden areas in the city right i i disagree with that we need to attack the parental responsibility versus placing so much stress on these children in the school at home and even to me in the hospitals Okay, so you're talking about parenting again. I'm back to parenting. Because because you say that the kids are emulating what they see done in the home. They're actually copying. They're doing what they see their parents do. I literally volunteered, and this is in the Duncanville School District. Okay. Um, I They know me around there, and mm-hmm. I have to say this because there are other parents, and I see the struggling administrators and the teachers in the classroom. I went and volunteered up at uh, the high school. And you're talking about high school. Yes, but it was with the uh, junior high children. Right. And I had 61 kids in a large classroom. 61, that's a lot of kids. (laughs) Now, mind you, this is for the choir performance for Christmas. But I was in there with them from 12 to 6 o'clock that evening. Uh Uh-huh. I saw everything in that classroom that I would see out at the corner store, that I would see up on the block, right? that I would see out in areas that I would not even want to be. right? And so for me to see those different variational aspects of what these children are emulating in the classroom, I was disgusted, literally. And, and, and it alarmed me as a parent because it, I was this close this close to getting out of character okay so let's go a little deeper we need to know what you were seeing what were you seeing i saw the drug dealer i saw the prostitute oh my god i saw um the the little the little girl who had been exposed to too much uh same-sex engagement i saw the little boy who had been hurt You know, I saw so many negative grown-up aspects reflected in these children. And to me, that is not conducive to what we need in today's society dealing with this precious environment we live in. Me as a mom, I teach them before the streets even try to reach them. Say that again. I teach them as a parent before the streets try to reach them. Um, And what what did that look like? That looks like prayer. Mm-hmm. That looks like prayer. That looks like providing de-escalational tools for your child to know what to do, when to do, and where to do it. And it just it it, it 
it has to start with prayer. And that's all I can say about and it. How important is it for you to have a conversation on a regular basis with your child? It's as important as air. Yes. As the air we breathe. <clears throat> if we are not constantly letting our children, because see, they don't know. Children do not have an understanding of religion until they are somewhat of age. I would even say 12 or 13. You have to have your own experience with God for you to have your own conviction. However, when we give it to these children as parents, it's saying this is what you can cover up with to keep warm. This is what you can give and, yourself. And the other thing is if you are not talking to your child, somebody is, is gonna talking be that's to your right. Child. You that's wanna right. be the first one to have discussed all these different things that you know. Some parents sometimes we like, okay, well, I remember uh how hard it used to be for parents, I know black parents, to talk to their children about sex. Mm-hmm. And then they'd go out and learn right. about sex from their friends, and they That's would learn right. all these different wrong things. Yes, and so yes. it is so important. My my uh, four year old uh, grandson, mm-hmm. he <laughs> we we pray together. I teach him about the Bible, and I was mm-hmm. in there talking to him one time, and he said, "I said, so what's going on?" I said, "Tell me uh, what's going on with you." And he was just mm-hmm. talking. He was talking. And then I said, well, let's pray. And I've taught him how to pray. And I said, you lead first. And I said uh-huh. that uh, I said that you, you start off and you lead first. And after you lead, then I'll pray. And he sat there and he prayed and mm-hmm. he said, and God, I want my dad to talk to me more. And I looked around. No. Uh-huh. He didn't say more. I want my dad to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. Uh, so, he wants to have <clears throat> more conversation mm-hmm. with his dad. Oh, okay. Oh, Yeah. That's sweet. Okay. He, he wants to have more conversation with his dad. And I was like, okay. So, he wants to have more conversation just over there by right there. But you, mm-hmm. take your, you can take your seat. And um, he wants to have more conversation with his dad. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah. I'm sorry. I was talking to the young lady uh, that's on the show. Uh, but, yeah, he wanted his dad to talk to him more. A four-year-old knew that. Oh, wow. And that was the beauty in that is that he knew that he could ask God. Yes. And, yeah, and, I, t- and I said, do you remember what you just said? And and he said, yeah. Tell us, you, you can actually go Just, to the restroom, sweetheart. Yes, you can step out, sweetheart. And um, he knew to pray to God about that. And I was like, okay, so the things that That's I have beautiful. been teaching him yes, are resonating. is resonating yes. with him. And I took a video of him. I said, can you remember to t- you tell God that again? And I took a video and sent it to my son. Mm-hmm. So why am I saying that? Why I'm saying that is I'm actually uh, concurring with what you're yes. saying is that your child wants you to talk to them. Yes. They want you to talk to them. So mm-hmm. it is so important that we take time out. To and communicate. I, and, yes, and yes. I understand because it's hard when you work 
And uh, you're involved in a lot of different things. And I know a lot of parents get caught up in trying to make sure that our children have the material things that we want. Yes. But I hear kids all the time grow up and say, yeah, you gave me a car. Yeah, we lived in a nice house. Yeah, I had all the money that I wanted. You bought me new shoes. You bought me new clothes. But where was your time? But you didn't spend time with me. And you look at them, you be like, everything that I was doing, I was doing it for you. And the reason why that is so important that, the reason why that is so important, yeah, pull it over there. The reason why that is so important that you spend time with them because mm -hmm. they value what you say. Yes. And if you, you're good right there. And if you're, if you're not spending time with them, they, and they, they're hungry for that conversation, right. they're going to soak up what their friends are saying That's and they're right. going to soak up what everybody else is saying. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I'm a product of having everything a kid could want yes literally everything a kid could see want, i don't even know that but i missed out there we go on the nurturing there we go i missed out on the parental support there we go i missed out on mom and dad being there for birthdays holiday you know those things did i have everything see, I, I needed i what? didn't even know that she didn't even know that i I was exposed to operas. I was exposed to traveling. Really? I I lived a beautiful life. But when I became an adult, I was able to see what I'd missed because it made me as a person guarded. Yes. It it brings bouts of introversion. <laughs> right. It um it has taught me and made me as an individual. How shall I say this? Um, I've had the spirit of She-Ra. If okay. anybody remembers She-Ra from yeah. back in the day, I have been a warrior princess. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> my dad, my nickname, and I'm going to say this is not a positive one, but my nickname, my dad calls me Columbiana. <laughs> and Columbiana. rightfully so, rightfully so, but I'm so thankful for that foundation. Yeah. So I can have this foundation step away from the Lord, be called Columbiana, and still he's he's watching me. He's walked with me through all this sin and says, I still got a purpose for you. Let me let me get you back over to this foundation. And that's the thing. He will do it if we as parents put in these kids what is supposed to be in them from the start. And he always has a purpose. He's just yes. like a GPS. Yes. He can take you what whatever is going on in your life today. Yes. It doesn't matter how bad it is. That's correct. It doesn't matter how dark it is. Yes. God can take you where you are right now right today, now. whether or not you are a child listening, whether yes. or not you are a parent that's listening. He can take you right where you are today and turn your life around yes. for the better. And I tell people now, in the times that we're living in right now, mm -hmm. where we have we had, in one place, we had like 60 tornadoes. Yes. We're having tornadoes like crazy, and they're beginning yes. to take more lives than ever. We have earthquakes. We have all the things that the Bible talks about. Speaks about, about. Yes. yes. When it yes. gets close, we have wars, and we rumors have rumors. Of wars. Rumor yes. wars. We have men, more, uh, uh, lovers of themselves. We have more they're, Sodom and Gomorrah situations Yeah, we have more on. Sodom yes. and Gomorrah situations than ever. And so... Mm -hmm. 
if you are thinking, okay, is it time? Because a lot of people say, well, I'm going to wait until I get old to give my life to Christ. I'm going to wait till mm -hmm. I get old to get saved. If you are thinking, is it time? I believe that it is time that you make sure that you have a place in his kingdom yes. by giving your life to the true and the living God. Because we don't know the day uh -huh. and we don't know the hour That's right. that he could call call us home and let me interject and say this right quick we literally don't have time we don't have we time. don't have time anymore if if god has impressed upon your heart to choose him what if he says let me wait to mm -hmm. wake her up mm -hmm. you'll never wake again let me wait to to turn this light you know, it, it, there's so many different variables in our day-to-day -day walk. If we don't choose God immediately, yes. if we do not choose him, seek him on everything, yes. no matter how sinful we are, no matter how bad it is, sinners have souls too. Yes. Isn't that what it said? Sinners have souls too. That means even in your most sinfulness. Call on him. Call on him. Mm -hmm. In that moment. No matter how bad it is, I'm there for you. Because the design, the the objective view of this whole earth was literally for everyone to be a walking testimony for him. Trials, yes, you're going to go through. But at the end of the day, we each have a purpose-driven life for the kingdom, for God. And it is to edify him and to yes. testify on his yes. behalf. And yes, and as we talk about the different disasters and catastrophes. I mean, it was 42,000 people that died from an earthquake. Yes. And see, a lot of people don't look at the news, and I mm -hmm. used to not look at the news. But yes. now I do. And it's just so many people. Look at how many people that COVID took out. Mm -hmm. uh, this this disease, this this illness, over 100. So you literally are still watching the news? Yes. Well, over, see, I don't watch it. But let me because finish. Because I can't stand to hear it. But over, over 100,000 people that died. So why am I saying this? Because the Bible mm -hmm. says, if my people that are called by my name would know. humble themselves yeah. and pray. But then there's that other part. And, and turn, turn from their, from wicked, their ways. wicked ways. He said yeah. he would heal our land. And so if you are part of that, mm -hmm. then we need to be humbling ourselves. I humble myself on a day-to-day -day -day basis right. when I pray, asking God, what is it? What do I, who do I need to forgive? Who do I have a grudge right, against? Yes. What have I not did right? What, what do I need to do right? Mm -hmm. So it is so important that because kids right now, they're being exposed to all yes. this negativity. Yes. Uh, uh, do, do everything. And, and they're, they have all these little screens they're looking at. They're looking at their phones. They're looking at Facebook. They own yes. Instagram. Now they got all of these unmonitored. Yeah, unmonitored yes. things that are teaching your kids. So if you're not teaching your kids, if you're not monitoring your kids, if you're not watching your kids they're right. being exposed to everything else and i did a study on another show where mm -hmm. a lot of parents they'll sometimes their kids will have their little screens that they're looking in yeah. looking at but over on the side the parents may have the tv going mm -hmm. well if you don't want your kids uh to to see certain things right. on that screen and hear things you think that it's not going in they're not listening because they're looking at their little device 
But it talks about how the subconscious the subconscious never sleeps. Never sleeps. Never. And so even though they're looking at Mickey Mouse on their little screen and it's you're looking at your show that may have all this prevent profanity yes. and yes. uh uh, uh, men sleeping with men and women yes. sleeping with, with women and this is not how you're trying to raise your kid because you're mm -hmm. trying to raise them up according to what the Bible says yes. then yes. all of a sudden your child walks up to you and say I wanna and you be like where that come from right. that is not I've how I it. raised you I've done it. no it's what you let it's what you allow your child to listen at yes. am I right or wrong yes you're a hundred percent right it's so important. Even me as a mom, I started that from the womb. Mm -hmm. From the womb. Our children start listening and learning from the womb. Yes. I put the the orchestra music to my belly. I put uh, there Jesus you loves me to my belly. <laughs> there you, you go. Know, so. And see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes. And if they've heard it, they probably uh, don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, but I had that's a, me doing my foundation. That's though. right. Yeah, that foundation starts. Yeah, and they don't realize that the kids, the children, can actually pick up why you they are actually in your womb. Do you know my daughter? And I have to say, Jocelyn is so uh, in touch spiritually. When we go to funerals, she's been to like three funerals, but when when I bring her, she's literally singing hard and praising the Lord in the funeral. Oh my God. And it's so sweet and uplifting to other people. They're just like, look at this little girl. You and, what know? I, and what I want to say to Jocelyn today, don't change. Yes, don't, don't change. change. Because I would not be where I am. I would not be who I am. Mm -hmm. I would not be this spiritual person that I am today had I changed. Right. Uh, in the neighborhood where I grew up, a lot of people, a lot of my friends dead. A lot of them uh, strung out on drugs. Right. A lot of them out in the streets. Uh, even in my family, uh, I'm different. I was always different from my yeah. siblings. And I got introduced, and I've told this story before. Mm -hmm. I got introduced to the true and the living God through my grandmother. I used oh, to have wow. bad dreams all the time. And my mother shared with her that I was having bad dreams. And she said, put a Bible, Jocelyn, mm -hmm. put a Bible under her head. And when she put the Bible under my head, the dreams stopped, the bad dreams stopped. And yeah. then that raised my curiosity. I said, what is it? That it's grandmother gave Bible. you that book, didn't she? <laughs> Man, I tell you, this is so beautiful because my grandmother gave me my Bible too <laughs> during my time of need. She was giving me my foundation. Yes, and that, that, that right there impacted me. I said, yes. what is it in this Bible that stops these dreams. So I started trying to find out about God and who was God. Yes. And then when I got into uh, high school and everybody was doing this and everybody was doing that, I mm -hmm. tried the going out. I tried and never could drink. Mm -hmm. I get a champagne and have about four or five drinks and I'm, hey, it's I'm over. Done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never could drink. And so he, he kept his hands on me because mm -hmm. that impacted me. And I start seeking after the true and the living God. You know what happens when you yes when, when you seek Him when you, <laughs> when you start seeking Him. Yes. And so He kept His hands on me. So that's what has kept me from then until now. That relationship mm -hmm. that I formed with Him because yes. I began to talk to this God, and 
when I was trying to go out to clubs, I would be sitting up in the club literally thinking about, okay, so what if the world ends while I'm sitting up in this club? Do you know that is always my worry? <laughs> because uh, children are so impressionable. When I go out, yeah, that's all I'm thinking about. Like it's like I'm almost paranoid because I know that I'm not in safety. Right. And we have to realize as parents, when we know what we know, we know better, we do better, and we move better. When we place ourselves in those arenas that we know better, right. it's going to affect us. Right. right. It's going to affect us, but know that we still have that. We can leave. And 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 God gives us these little inclinations so that we can move right, right. towards him and not away from him. Well, I tell you, time has went so fast. This has just been so awesome. Yes, and I first has. want to start off by just thanking Miss Jocelyn. Miss Jocelyn, you have did my heart good today by you coming on the show. I know you didn't want to say anything, and I encourage you Thank to you talk so about much. the uh, teen violence. Yes. And just know that one day you're going to look back and say, oh, I was on a radio show, and... I spoke up and I talked about yes. what I saw and how it made me feel. Mm -hmm. And so you may have, I, I know you encouraged uh, a mother or a teen because like yes. you said, it didn't make you feel comfortable. You wondered why are they doing this? Yes. And what people don't realize, a lot of these people that are fighting and being bullied at school, there are some of the people that come back later right. and try to shoot up the people in the school because they, they, may, they're made feel ostracized, ostracized or alienated and alienated yes. and like they were different mm -hmm. and so miss mars yes you gotta come back i'm scheduling you back if okay. your schedule allows like in yes. about three weeks so we okay. can talk more about the teen violence but i always awesome. let the holy spirit have its way yes and so today the <laughs> Jocelyn put her hand up she, like she was shouting. Yes. Today awesome. he led us like in the parenting, and that's what it's all about. Because mm -hmm. you don't even know. I've taught on this show many times about how the foundation is so important. Yes. But I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. And again, mm -hmm. uh, she is with the name Destined to Be Great. Destined to Be yes. Great podcast mm -hmm. at 210. Thank you so much. I'm Dominique Morris, the creative director. All righty. And so uh, we're going to get ready to go off the show. To all the listeners, thank you so much for listening at this show. And if you have children or are concerned about children and their yes. parenting and what they're going through, please like and share this show. Yes. Until next time, we will see you later. May God bless you. God bless.